Are you not entertained? Thoughts by DeVille Dia, the podcast. Are you ready to get into the mind of DeVille Dia? Yeah. Are you ready to dive into the thoughts of DeVille Dia? Yeah. Let's do this without further ado. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, DeVille D.I. from Thoughts by DeVille D.I. Now, uh, normally, you don't see too many uh, guests on here. If I've had a couple, I've had a few. But today is a special occasion because I'm bringing you a special guest, an entertainer, all the way from Australia, Muggsy. Say what's up to the people, Muggsy. Yo, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me on the show. And, uh... Hopefully I can bring some real hip-hop flavor, man. Not that Iggy Azalea bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, so go ahead and, uh, uh, you know, I did a little light introduction for you, but go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, to my listeners. Yeah, for sure, man. So, obviously, I'm Muggsy, 28, from Sydney, Australia. You know, Sydney Harbour Bridge and Crocodile Dundee land, man, for everyone that's know what Australia is, man. But, uh... I've uh, been doing hip-hop music, man, for 13 years, man. Started when I was 14. And, um, man, I didn't want to take this culture for granted, man. Uh, I really wanted to learn and stuff where it came from and, uh, like, whatever, you know, resources that, that I could have because I yeah. felt that as an MC, you, you know, if you're kind of just doing it for the music side of it and if it's, like, a phase or it's something you like to do is, you know, quote-unquote cool, um, it's very frowned upon, man. It's very taking the culture for granted. And I didn't want to be like that, man. I really wanted to, you know, really indulge in this and give it my all and um, develop, like, uh, kind of, like, develop it in my everyday life, man. And um, I, I, in a sense, hip-hop kind of saved my life, man, when I was well, I was more younger. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah, dealing with um, just, you know, uh, emotional and abusive and you know just an upbringing like that and uh just you know depression and and mental like you know chaos where we've um when i was growing up man and it, it was about it was a crazy time because I, I felt that if i didn't have this this culture that that came in or the artists i used to look up to you know rakim um eminem and all that uh i'd don't know if I'd be around today, man. So I'm I'm thankful what this culture is really giving and me, man. Yeah. I, I listened to a few a few of your songs, right? And um it did give have that 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 old school vibe, that old school tempo type of thing going on. So I was wondering, because I was kind of taken back when I realized that you were in Australia. So <laughs> yeah. What's the what's the hip hop scene? like out there in Australia? Are y'all mostly on the old school stuff? Do y'all listen to the new stuff, the Migos and the, and the little Pumps? Are y'all into that type of stuff out there? Or is it more just traditional, you know, the art of hip-hop style out there? Dude, you, are, you got it down packed over here. Uh, pretty much a lot of the guys and stuff over here, man, um, whether it's, you know, open mics, nightclubs, that kind of stuff, 
you know we love getting down to the roots of it whatever comes out out of the culture we love the roots of it whether it's like learning how to perfect perfect your craft with you know the emceeing or the graffiti the djing um you know a lot of the new kids just trying to do the whole trap kind of era like the pumps and the zans and stuff but it, it because it's such a uh you know quote-unquote americanized style it, it's it's kind of like the same garbage man that um iggy azalea really you know really was promoting and stuff um you know it's kind of like putting on a characteristics and not showing your true potential as an mc man because i mean to get that trap kind of sound i guess you quote-unquote have to be in america man like it kind of come across corny being australian and doing that trap style when yeah. it's such an americanized you know thing because um, we don't get lean over here man <laughs> you know so um yeah like so the kids are trying to do that man and a lot a lot get fooled with it because they're, they're they're like oh this new rapper's from you know usa and he's like no i'm from australia so like, well why, why are you doing the whole trap style like find your true calling card but it's it's the same with Iggy Man. I mean, I always get the question, you know, you guys must have been so proud when, when she got signed and yeah, she is first, from from Australia. Yeah, yeah. Like we um we were proud, man, when we heard she was, was signed to T I. We, we we thought, you know, she would give us a great platform to sort of branch more artists over there. And then when Fancy came out and we saw the whole characteristic she was putting on and this whole persona, which was not really, like, you know, her. Uh, we just thought, wow, she's really sabotaged Australia because now she's got a – she's on such a big platform, man. A lot of the world is going to see that and think, is that how Australia's, you know, hip-hop bars acts? They put on the whole, you know, slang and, and you know, put on the whole wannabe kind of gangster, you know, like boo act. And it's like, oh, my God, just – Fuck her out of here, man. I hate her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I, I ain't gonna. I'm, I ain't gonna lie. I, I was surprised when I listened, and it wasn't because I, I honestly expected it to sound like everything else sounds, because it's just so, it's so common nowadays that I was like, once I, once I pushed play, I was like, oh, this is different. You know what I mean? Like I said, it kind of caught me by surprise because most, most times. Nowadays, you run into people to artists. It doesn't matter if they're older artists, the younger artists. They, like you said, everybody's trying to imitate that trap sound, that trap style. Just like a couple years ago, everybody was trying to do the whole uh, what was it, the Chief Keef, the, the drill music. Yeah, 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 man. I mean, I like I never fell into that style because um, I, I was always so. Um, not obsessed, but uh, like just so in love with like the the artists from my era. Like nothing can beat, you know, Rocky and Wu Tang Clan, Nas, DMX. You know, all so, all of those guys. Like you, you could you could put. I always get the question, man. Like, yo, have you checked out Lil Pump's album, or have you checked out this new album? And I like, you know, I'm not. I don't dismiss it straight away. Like I give it a, you know, maybe a few of my minutes, but. From like the first look of a man, like I'm all about, you know, you, you gotta have the right look as well. And when I see a man, I'm just like, there's no way I'm gonna buy their album, man, because it's like, 
it's just like, man, they, they look corny as fuck, you know? It's just, uh, I, when you look at someone like Jay-Z, you, you just know this guy's going to build an empire and, you know, he's got something to say. You put, like, a little pump on, man, and you just say, okay, yeah, there's no way I'm bringing him home to my daughter. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's not for me, man. I mean, uh, I just reckon that these kids now should really you know wake up and like learn where it's come it comes from because i feel if you it's not just music man hip-hop is sort of a a history behind it and the culture and i feel that if they had you know did their research it would probably make them more of an intelligent mc than you know what they're doing now and you know that that's just how i look at it for sure so being that you you uh you've mentioned rakim twice you've mentioned jay-z who would be in no particular order your top five of all time? My top five of all time, man, is uh, Rakim. You know, and we call him the God MC. And to be honest, I reckon he is the equivalent. The He is the epitome of what an MC should be, man. He's got the look down pack. He's got the rhymes, the concept, just everything about Rakim is just... What's your, what's your first, uh, Rock, your favorite Rakim line? Oh, man, my favorite Rakim line that he did for what's of a song he did with Nas and KRS one called classic and the line it went um uh wait, wait what was it it's um uh timeless so age don't count in the booth when your flow stays emerging the fountain of youth and like when he just did that line and the beat dropped I was just like fuck man like you on a whole different level yeah. Or when he did um, E F F E C T, a smooth operator operating correctly. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like come on, man. It's the one where he's uh, well, uh, um, take seven NCs and put them in the line to give him seven more guys to think they can rhyme. And I need seven more before I go for mine. There's 21 MCs at the same time. That one right there for me. Wow. Come on, man. Like, yeah, it's just like. The, when when these kids come out to me, man, I know I'm dissing them again, but when they're like, yeah, I've never heard of Rakim before, I'm like, dude, change your playlist. Get with yeah. it, you know? <laughs> it's like, so, straight uh, up. So, so, yeah, so we, Rock- got, we got Rakim. Who else you got on that top five? Man, Nas, Nas. BMX, okay. Tupac Shakur. And honestly, man, when I was younger, my last one would have to be 50 Cent, and it's random I'm putting me, him up there, but... When I was younger and got into hip-hop music, man, Get Rich, Die Trying was just G-Unit. It was just a time for me, man, which is so um, nostalgic in a sense. Like, every time I see those old-school music videos of G-Unit and everything, I'm just like, oh, it takes me back to that time of being a, a young kid. So, the 50s just up there because of the t- nostalgic factor, man. And a lot of things, I would have put Eminem up there, but, you know... It, his first couple of hours were dope, man. No mm. question. But I mean, the stuff that he's bringing out now is just uh, I'm not I'm not really feeling. It. It's not my cup of tea. So uh, yeah, he's really not up in there in my top five anymore, man. You know? There you yeah. Go. Mm. So now, being that uh, you you you're into the, it's like you said you're into learning the 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 art form of hip hop, and it was it's not just like a get rich quick type of thing with you so mm. i got a question now i don't mean no disrespect by this question i don't want to trigger you but i have to ask it 
because I've uh, um, this is my first interview with the non-black rapper. Mm. How do you personally feel about people saying that that non-black MCs are appropriating the culture? Oh, what Lord Jamal says, a guest in the house of hip hop. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man, honestly, I agree with that 100%. Um, it, it's, but that's also comes under, I feel that being a white MC, a lot of white MCs take it for granted um, because, you know, hip hop is labeled as sort of a cool kind of genre. And, you know, I felt that in, in my heart, if I walked down that path, like whatever circles or um, confrontation or um, battles, you know, in the world of hip hop, whether I'd be up on the mic rocking a crowd or something, there was just something in me to say, if I was just doing this, just to label myself a rapper and I had no backbone or no um, knowledge behind this culture or like showing my true aspect of, you know, giving my, my respect, I'm going to be gutted like arm and limb and i really yeah. thought uh, as a person um like at first when i was 14 yeah i wanted to be like those guys I, I looked up to um but when i started to mature and become more older i was it, it was like a drug it was like an obsessive you know where it just couldn't have started from jay-z and 50 cents era there must have been something more so uh, like i tried to at least this is before internet man but just reading and you know articles and stuff like that or people you know in the game that was probably over here the the 70s the 80s which was the commercial like run dmc the 90s and then the thousands and just calculating it all up to try and make me a better mc man but with um being white in the house of hip-hop man yeah like i i mean i know that it started with a it started with, you know, African-Americans and Puerto Ricans and stuff, man. Um, and we've had white artists before Eminem, which annoys me because we put Eminem on such a pedestal, but people don't know there was white artists before him, like MC Search, you know, Pete Nice and R.A. The Rugged Man and stuff like that. And yes. I, I feel those guys, you know, had a respect for the culture as well. But, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not mad at Lord Jamal for saying we're a guest in the House of Hip Hop because we weren't there for the um, the birth of it. Like, we, we sort of came, like, late 80s, man. So, yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm, like, there were so many white artists that said, oh, how, how dare you say that with, you know, we've put Eminem and, you know, all this. It's like, yeah, like, M's great. But, I mean, it's, it's yeah, no. sort of do your homework before you, you come in. That's all I'm saying, man. You know? <laughs> I think Eminem came up, came in as such a force. That's why it kind of like people forget about what came before him because he came in like he was something that we had never seen before. To me, in my opinion, because he was a he was a white MC that rapped about white things, you know, mm -hmm. living in a trailer park and his mom's drug problems and popping pills and overdosing and you know what I mean. It wasn't like he he didn't come in on some. You know, I'm a gangster type of vibe. This is, I'm a white guy from the trailer park, and this is my story. I think that way, the way he came in, and then he was nice with it. On top of that, you know, to top it all off, he was he was he's a great MC, and I think that called it's like when a new young basketball player comes out, and and people forget about the guy who's been 
reigning for like NBA, like uh, uh, I'm talking about NBA, MJ mm. and LeBron. LeBron hit the scene, and now people are like, people forget about. Okay, there's another legend that came before this guy. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, man. Like it's it, it's a thing. I mean, of like the the first wireless was probably MC Surge from third base, and we all were, you know, um, Pop Goes the Weasel, um, Gas Face, all all of that third in the morning. But it's, yes, I was on that Gas Face hard. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Like. Uh, it's funny, like, he's, he had, like, you know, tried to do the flat top and stuff, which was, I don't know, I think Kid and Play did it more better than him, man, but, uh, it's, I don't know, man, like, that the whole, M did have an impact, but being a white-ass man, it's, it's just putting him on such a pedestal, I feel that, it, it, like, I, I always get it too, like, you know, the insults of, yeah, you try to do the whole Eminem thing in it, it's like, man, just, like closing me out because like I, there's so much more knowledge that you don't know about you know before M's time like you know of the white artists and stuff so it, it's funny to me that like so many put him on a pedestal but it's I, I'm just uh, I like I said man I just think Rakim is the guy I reckon Rakim would body Eminem to be honest man call me crazy and all your viewers and fans but Rakim would body MC uh, Rakim would body Eminem to be honest that's all I'm saying yeah. So, uh, uh, what uh, what projects or, or things do you have? Any events? Any projects you have coming up? You're working on? Uh, two at the moment. So one is Sydney Film School here in Australia. They found my Facebook page, and you know they sort of did a day in the life, you know, three day kind of thing where they followed me around and interviewed my family and mm-hmm. friends and just people that I knew about how I started up in my career and that. And um, that was submitted to the film festivals in December and I hopefully get a copy of it this year. I think they're still trying to... I don't know what they're doing with it, man. So far, I haven't got a copy yet. I don't know why, but I'm going to go on their case about it because I really want to see it. And um, a third album as well. I haven't released anything since 2013 man so it's been a while and uh it's just a comeback album so they're my two projects man is the documentary and the uh the album for 2019 so what what was the reasoning behind that the the gap in you know dropping anything well when uh i was doing you know music and shows and interviews like from 14 to 2013 man and uh uh, music was kind of not becoming stale but a bit dry and I wanted to like find out if there was more avenues in the entertainment industry than just music so I tried to give acting a bit of a shot and I jumped in that to that whole field and um, just year after year it was constantly giving me work and I kind of got sidetracked in a sense because you know the acting world was fueling me with so much work that music was getting pushed aside without me realizing it and my fans over the course of the years were like yeah we haven't heard anything from 2013 and I got so sidetracked man that I was like shit I really gotta get in the booth again so uh 2019 is gonna be the year man like I love playing all these different characters and stuff but nothing beats the adrenaline high of of just getting down to the blueprint stage in the in the studio and performing it in front of crowds, man, it's just 
my number one passion. So I'm back so, to it again. You know? Yeah. Are there, are there any films that you're in that was like um, I may have heard of or released or that were released internationally, or they all kind of like a Australia type of thing? Most are Australian, man. But my biggest one that I was in was uh, called, which was last year, called Little Monsters, and it had um, it had uh, what's that comedian's name? Josh Gad, Josh Gad in it, and the the girl from um, uh, Black Panther, she won the Oscar. Uh, mm. I can't even pronounce the name. I can't remember her name either. Yeah, she was in it as well, and um, yeah, I, I just played like a side role kind of thing of this dude that was like. Because it was a zombie movie, and it was like this dude that was like, you know, one of those pathetic guys that like he's all talk at first, but when shit hits the fan, he's just like, you know, bitches up. So I was kind of like one of those guys, and um, yeah, like that was probably my biggest thing. I think they're doing a release of it. I think the movie's actually coming out this year, so hope I see myself on the big screen. I guess you know, before I can be on a Denzel level, man. You know, yeah. For the people that are listening that may be interested now and want to hear what you got to say, where can they find, where can the people find your music? Yeah, man. So my number one platform that I use is on Facebook. So just type in Mugsy, M-U-G-Z-Y. If you're an upcoming artist or um, just a blog or whatever the case may be, hit up my inbox. I pretty much try and get back to as many people possible, even though I get bombarded. But um Hit up my page and that keeps you up to updates with interviews like this and my, you know, album and documentary. So Mugsy on Facebook. Yeah. All right, y'all. Y'all heard it right here on Thoughts by DeVille DI, the boy Mugsy. Go check him out on the Facebook. You know what I mean? Look him up, look up that music, give him a listen. I listened to it. It was some it was some decent stuff on there, man. Like I said, it's that old school hip hop vibe going on. Uh, Muggsy, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Um, any, last, any last words you got you want to take? If you want to, you can take us up out of here. Nah, personally, man, I just want to give nothing about me, man. I just want to give a shout-out thanks to you for hosting this interview, man. And I know we had a bit of a trouble with the time difference, man, but we finally did it. And, hey, man, you have another friend, fan, follower here in Australia, man, towards the show. So, don't be a stranger, man, and keep in touch for sure. Already. Thank y'all for tuning in, each and every one of y'all. And one more time, thank you to Muggsy for the interview. Y'all go check that guy out, man. DeVille DI, thoughts by DeVille DI. I'm out of here.